24 hours a day. Your sound alternative, KRUI, Iowa City. Hello there and welcome to A Moment with Divine. I am your host, Divine Huff, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. As always, I want to hear your thoughts and suggestions about the show. DM me at Divine, that's D-I-V-I-I-N on Instagram and Twitter. It literally makes my day. So last week, our guest was in the studio here in Iowa City, Aaron Brazel, manager at Dumpling Darling, an inspiring musician, was on. We talked about his goals with music, the influence music has in his life, people he looks up to musically, why he hasn't been on social media in forever, how he would how he wound up at one of the more popular restaurants in Iowa City, why school just wasn't for him, personalized education, his dream curriculum, spirituality, expression, when he feels connected spiritually to self and those around him, creativity, and more. Well, this week, we have some very cool energy in the studio. Megan Robertson, owner at Muddy Feet Yoga and ERYT 500 level yogi. We will talk about upcoming events, her intro to yoga, favorite poses, what people don't know about yoga, how she began teaching, her belief in energy, protecting her energy, creativity, visualization, goals, and more. But first, let me give an introduction as to how I came to know Megan. We met at the yoga studio, which was Zenergy back then. Megan was a teacher and a total fave of mine. Her energy in and out of the class is real, energetic, and contagious. I took her classes both in the studio and at her home. Both were challenging and motivated me to keep going on with my practice. I hadn't seen Megan in a while, but thought of her often and where she had gone to. Well, she stopped in at Shala Hot Yoga um, to do a class. I saw her and was over the moon happy. And then she announced in class that she's one of the new owners at the studio and it will be called Muddy Feet. Stoked doesn't describe how I feel to have her as the owner at my favorite yoga studio. And it doesn't describe the joy I feel to have her in the studio right now. People listening everywhere. Without further ado, I give you Megan Robertson. Megan, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Divine. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you're here in person. Me too. You know, that we're warm enough and cool <laughs> enough at the same time. So cool and so hot. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you can take that so many different ways. So many different ways. But it's great to see your smiling face. Yeah, and me too. so I have a few questions for you. So let's get to it. Great. So, do you have any programming coming up? What's going on? 
Yeah, at the studio at Muddy Feet Yoga um, on Eastside, Iowa City, we have a vino and vinyasa class coming up on December 7th. That's with um, one of our favorite teachers, Ali Ozaki. She's going to teach us a little about wine. We're going to do a little bit of yoga flows. It's super good. It's going to be super great. Um, downtown at Wild Culture Kombucha, which is a new tap room that just opened. I'm going to be teaching there on December 2nd. And that you can come and have some kombucha and see their new tap room and do some yoga. It'll be awesome. Um, then starting next spring, we've got yoga teacher training. So we've got a 200-hour level and a 500-hour level, and both of those are happening at Muddy Feet Yoga. So getting busy. Holy moly. Holy moly. 200 hours and 500 hours? You bet. That is a intense, intense designed schedule of whippetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's basically like... When training season happens, which training season is kind of all year, um, when training season happens, I just get really busy and I just go deep into yoga training and it's it's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you into yoga? I mean, was it accidental or on purpose or well, what? Well, kind of accidentally on purpose. So I was living in Colorado and I was working at, um, I was working in human services with people with intellectual disabilities and challenging behaviors. And um, that's kind of a high stress job, you can imagine. And I was a little bit worried about burnout because, you know, it's high stress. And one of my friends suggested that I should go to a yoga class with her. So we went to a Bikram yoga class. And Woo! yeah, and I was like, like I fancied myself pretty fit at this time in my life. I was a runner, I lifted weights, and I was like, I'm going to kill this yoga class. But I was really like humbled is the word that comes to mind because it was so hot, it was so hard, and there was nowhere to run. <laughs> um, and, you know, <clears throat> I just kind of kept going with it. Um, and it really did, so that humble, that humbling, it really taught me how to stay calm in an uncomfortable situation, which helped translate over to work, which helped me stay in the field. I was in that field for 15 years before I quit. Um, and then also, like, I just sort of learned this incredible, like, peace and calm within this yoga class. So that was where I started was Bikram. I did Bikram exclusively for several years. And then when I moved back to Iowa, um, I there weren't any Bikram studios around. So I went to what I thought was going to be similar. It just said hot power yoga. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, used to hot yoga and I'm pretty powerful. And it was... <laughs> It was intense. I like hated it because I mean, you know, and now I teach power yoga. And so that's the thing. But and like, I like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I, it was so hard. I had never done a down dog in my life. Um, there weren't, there wasn't time in each pose for like reflection and I, it was going so fast. There was loud music and I was like, man. And so again, I was like humbled. So yeah, that's. The long and the long and short of how I got into yoga. I stuck yeah. with power yoga and still teach power yoga, and it's my favorite. And let me tell you, people, she's amazing <laughs> at teaching power yoga. Thanks. I just did her seventy-five minute class, yeah. and I'm still sore, <laughs> but that's not going to stop me from going back again. Yeah. It's just it's intense. Yeah. You know? It's intense, but you do a really good job motivating us throughout the process. 
Thank and you. And then slowing us down at the end. Yes. And bringing it all together. Yes. You know, you do a really good job of that. So thank, thank you. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, because it can be really tough to stay in that room, but you make it easier. Oh, that's good to hear. That's yeah. a big, you know, it's a big goal of mine. Um, I think that in the yoga studio, you have a real opportunity as a teacher to help your students, you know, go to their perceived edge and push past, you know, almost like you know, in life, like how you learn how to break down barriers. You can do that on your mat, and then that tra transfers into your life, breaking down barriers. Yeah, you learn so much about life and experience in yoga. Heck yeah. It's not even funny. Like, you, you're, you're in there like, oh, man, it could either go one way horribly or, <laughs> or another way really enlightening. Yeah. And so it's up to you to choose. Yeah. It really is. You can be in there like, man, it's hot in here the whole time. Yep. I really wish this was going to be over. Yep. And then the whole experience is just miserable. Yep. Or you can surrender to the heat, yep. surrender to the asanas, surrender to the teacher, surrender to your body, mm -hmm. get what you need out of it, and don't push yourself past limits that aren't okay for what right. your body is. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah, that's what it's all about is learning where, you know, learning when it's time to take a break and learning when it's time to, to push a little bit more. So what are people most afraid of with yoga? I, uh, you know, especially with hot yoga, they're afraid of the heat. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're afraid that they're going to pass out. And I'm like, you know, something that I always say is it's not like it's rock climbing where if you have to stop rock climbing, like you fall to your death. Right. If you stop doing yoga, you're just not doing yoga for a second. That's no big deal, right? So you can always take a break. You can always drink water. Um, so people who are afraid of the heat, especially people who live in Iowa, it gets much hotter outside here than it does in there. So it's just like working out on a hot day. Facts. So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your favorite poses? My, I love um, all heart openers. My favorite one is camel. So any kind of backbend I'm, I'm madly in love with, but camel pose is probably my ultimate. Yep. I think like we spend a lot of time, you know, <clears throat> physically over technology, like, you know, over our phones or over a keyboard and, you know, like reversing that can be very helpful. It can also be very vulnerable emotionally to open your heart in that way. And that's one of the reasons why I like it because it's just, it's freeing to be so open and vulnerable like that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that those are some of your favorite poses because you're a heart-centered person? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In your class, I didn't tell you this, but my throat chakra like opened up a little bit oh. and I could like feel like energy in my throat chakra like okay choose your words you know wisely, yeah, wisely and truth. truthfully yeah you know and that's what really opened up for me during your class that's so. amazing yeah i, I love it. hearing that yeah it was there it was intense <laughs> i was like whoa throat chakra whoa good work yeah so <laughs> so what are some things people don't know about yoga um i think you know the main thing is that yoga doesn't have to be anything that you don't want it to be. And it can be everything that you want it to be. Um, you know, people in general have this idea about yoga um, and that it must be, you know, a, a certain 
level of spirituality or it must be you must be a certain level of flexibility so there's you know physical expectations there's spiritual and emotional expectations and none of those are are real um, at least in my classes you know we don't I let people just sort of take what fits and leave what doesn't fit um, I happen to be very convincing and so I can really <laughs> <laughs> I can really definitely help people push past barriers but also like you know the unspoken rule is you can always do whatever you want in my class so yeah I think that that's the big thing that people don't know about it is that it doesn't have to be anything that you don't want it to be yeah and without judgment yeah I think that that's the biggest thing that that people can have the option of understanding is that there's no judgment in the room yeah and you can have the option of not judging yourself yeah. too mm -hmm. so that you can just do the best you can and stay in the room yeah you know uh-huh yeah and that's a that's a really big thing that people learn um i think on their mat is you know to judge themselves less. We always walk in and, you know, everybody feels like they stick out like a sore thumb their first time in the yoga studio, but especially at Muddy Feet Yoga, it's such a welcoming community. Like everybody is just like, yeah, let's help everybody out to mm -hmm. do, you know, to be the, their best selves. And then once people drop their self-judgment, that's when real magic starts to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and then they're able to look at themselves in the mirror too without without having all of those negative thoughts. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and and then also not compare their practice to other people's practice. Yeah, that's a really hard one. And that's something that I never like force upon people. People people I mean, I don't force anything upon people, but what I'm saying is I don't even really mention it that much. People get there on their own. Um when they start to realize that they're the only ones judging themselves in the room, then they start to lose all the all the other stuff. And yeah, looking yourself in the face in the mirror and just being faced with it and learning to be comfortable with what you see, that's a huge benefit of, of yoga, at least at Muddy Feet, because we have mirrors. Yeah, really big ones. Really big ones. That can't are, hide that from are those. Good. Yeah, so you can't hide from those at all. And I, I picture it, I like almost liken it to practicing your dance routine. Yeah. Like with, with your group or whatever. Yeah. Like you can see. Do you have a dance group? I mean, <laughs> maybe. Can no. I be in the dance group? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like we, we've been perfecting the body roll oh, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole time. The whole time for like, for like the past two years, we've just been focusing on body roll. Oh, great, great. And so, no, but it's just like when you, when you want your form to perfect and you want your your arms to be in the right place in warrior one or warrior two it, it helps to look and see where your arms are placed right and where everybody else's arms are placed too so everybody can be on the same line right so it's like a dance routine yeah and uh, exactly <laughs> and um it helps you develop a new relationship with the mirror right mm -hmm. you use the mirror as a tool instead of as like a reflection of your own self-judgment dang that's deep that's so deep yeah I'm crazy deep. You got me there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how, what made you become a yoga teacher? All right. So th this, is, this is kind of my thing. So I wanted to be a yoga teacher really, really early on in my practice. And I first started in like 2001. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't become a yoga teacher until 2013 because I had these like preconceived notions I had these these ideas like what a yoga teacher was supposed to be and I was like you know it was unrealistic I was like well unless I'm 
you know, I've been a vegan for 10 years and I can balance on one hand and drink a green smoothie at the same time, then I probably don't deserve to teach yoga, right? Uh, yeah, you should see my face. <laughs> right? Uh, and, you know, um, I find that a lot of yoga teachers um, accidentally foster this this belief in their students. Like, we accidentally stand up on, I mean, there's inherently like a teacher-student, you know, barrier, right? But but some teachers we accidentally foster and, and um, increase that barrier so that the students feel even less worthy. Um, and I, so in 2013, the lady who owns Energy, um, I was practicing there and she came up to me after class and she said, her name's Lisa, she said, um, you should take this yoga teacher training that's coming up because it's in your bones. Huh. And yeah, and I was like, that really stuck with me because it was in my bones and I wasn't a vegan and I couldn't balance on one hand, still can't. Um, you know, I love green smoothies, but I don't drink them all the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I was just regular old me and she said, hey, I see you and you can do it. Um, I signed up right away and that's how I became a teacher. And within a few years, I was training teachers to be teachers and now I'm training advanced teachers or I'm training teachers to be advanced teachers and it's just, you know, yeah. Snowball effect. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. And I'm so glad that you followed your passion and that somebody else noticed it in you. Yeah. And just said, boop, boop, you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And that you trusted enough to follow through with it. Yeah, thanks. I know, I try to do that for other people too when I can see, because you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be anything to be a yoga teacher. You just have to have passion for yoga mm -hmm. and like a passion for sharing mm -hmm. yoga. Um, and so I try to, to do that. I try to pay that favor forward, that favor that Lisa gave to me. And I try to see, when I see that desire and that passion in people, I try to bring attention to it, bring awareness to it. Yeah. And you know, when we were talking earlier, you were talking about how people that believe they can't do something really can't, but if they believe that they can, they, they do. Yeah. How does that relate to yoga? Well, it's, I mean, it's absolutely like if you if you're you know standing in a balance pose and you think about falling you're probably going to fall you know what i mean yeah. but if you just think about that you can do it and that's one thing that yoga teaches us is that our bodies are way more capable than our minds want us to believe right um so yeah that's how it relates yeah believe it you can achieve it yeah if believe you can it, you see can it, it you can be it yeah right uh-huh so how did you end up at Muddy Feet Yoga? Because there's there's been so many other transitions. We yeah. just named like so many other studios that were in the same space. Right. But how did you end up at Muddy Feet? So Muddy Feet, so I had my own yoga business and I operated out of other people's yoga studios. You know, um, there's a great studio in Cedar Rapids called Breathing Room and I did some stuff there and I did some stuff at other places around town. But um, what my big thing was, was doing these retreats in the summertime where we go camping and do yoga or we do a river float trip and do yoga. So basically anything outside where you can get dirty and get in touch with nature, we would combine with yoga. <clears throat> and so that's where muddy feet came from. It also means this like come as you are. It doesn't matter if you have the most expensive clothes or the most, you know, perfect body. You're welcome here, and, and, and I know that you can find some successes at this studio. So that's how the name came about. Nice. Yeah. 
Come as you are, even with mud on your feet. Even with mud on your feet. I'm like, maybe don't walk on the white carpet with it. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe we'll bring you some damp paper towels right. and you can like rinse off a little bit. Right. But, but you're totally welcome. Right. You could come anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I can relate to that because like my last yoga outfit wasn't even matching but I was <laughs> but I was like you know what it's gonna work and yeah. so I'm just gonna go I mean when you're in <laughs> in 95 degrees you don't want to wear your best clothes, yeah you're right <laughs> just like, I'm about to wear my hot my flyest Nicki Minaj right. outfit <laughs> And I want to see, I would encourage you to wear your flyest Nicki Minaj outfit. I'll do it. At your next class, yeah. I'll do it. Great. But then I have to go change. Yeah, <laughs> before class starts. <laughs> no, she came out with some really cute stuff. I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness. It was at Kmart, and then Kmart closed. Oh. And so they. she took her merchandise before the, the store completely closed. Which was a total bummer because <laughs> yeah. I was like the fan of fans. Oh, well, so, where can you get it now? I don't know. I'm hoping that I can still get it online because yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Like, I'm really into it. You have to check it out. I'm telling you, girl. Do you think it look good on me? Yes. Uh <laughs> yes. Because we both have curves mm -hmm. and it's made for girls with curves. Ooh. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, bam. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. And where do you get a lot of your leggings from? I want I want you to get, like give like a shameless plug real quick because so, your legging game is on point. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, you know that's uh that's amazing. Thank you for saying that. Um, because <laughs> I don't put a lot of work into my fashion. Um, it's not a skill that I <laughs> that I have or a real care that I have either. But I will say it's important to have you know, clothes that you can move in and also that won't like get funky if you sweat in mm -hmm. them seven times a week. Um, I recently got turned on to Fabletics, <gasps> which is like a Kate Hudson yeah. company. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But they're great. They have great sizes, you know, the little ones all the way to the big ones, which is important to me. Um, and they, I mean, they're super cute and they're super cheap. Like they're inexpensive. Yeah. Right? See, I'm into it. Yeah. Because I'm I'm thick in the waist. Oh yeah. And I like a good high rise. Yeah. And I noticed that your yours are good high rises. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Fabletics. Yep. Fabletics. Fabletics. And I've always wondered if it was for the thick girl because all the models don't look like me. Right. Of course. You know. Because uh -huh. Kate Hudson is a size zero. Right. But. Love that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Love that girl. But I just don't have that shape. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really like them. They, like I said, they've got the good sizes. Um, they're inclusive. Perfect word for it. Mm -hmm. Inclusivity. Mm -hmm. So let's talk spirit. All right. How do you express yourself spiritually? Um. So we talked about this the other day. Mm -hmm. um, spirituality has always been sort of a, it's sort of been a private thing for me. I don't really express myself spiritually. Um, I am spiritual. Um, I meditate every day. Um, I have, you know, sort of a... A, a, a routine, a, a practice. Yeah, or... like, yeah. And I have morals and, you know, things mm -hmm. like this. But it's not necessarily something that I, like, go around expressing um, you know, in part because it's just, I want to make sure that everybody, that I, that I know I don't like rub off on somebody, you know, like I want people to get to wherever they get to on their own. 
Um, and I think that spirituality and religion specifically is a place where a lot of people can get judged um, or be judgmental. And um, so I just try to keep that out of it. And also people become like sponges mm -hmm. when they're on their personal journey. Yeah. So they can like latch on to you and you become their God. Yeah. This, and this is a big thing. I teach this in my teacher trainings, like, um, you know, boundaries with your students and how like, you know, when someone comes to yoga and you're their first teacher ever, let's say, um, you know, the practice makes them feel so good. And that's the yoga that does that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the students' work that makes them feel so good, right? Um, but they sometimes will attribute it to you and, you know, you as the teacher. And so then they start to think like, wow, Megan must know the answer to everything. And suddenly <laughs> I'm like, you know, kind of, I'm a therapist. I wear all these different hats and I'm like, I, you know, I, so it's important because I'm not a therapist to right? not be doing therapy. Right. Um, and it's the same with, with everything. I think it's like, you can't be too, um, you can't push yourself on people and you have to be aware that people are looking for that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. And, but while being able to share tidbits of yeah. knowledge and information. Yeah. To kind of like nudge them in the right direction. Or at least on inspire, their own direction. Aspire, inspire a direction, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people come to yoga and they feel a little lost. And so maybe I'll share a tidbit or two that will just ideally inspire a thought or a new mentality you know words that might stick with them like it's in your bones those words that stuck with me you know mm -hmm. what i mean um and maybe it'll point them in a direction that will help them be happier i don't know yeah yeah all you gotta all you can do is plant the seed right and it's up for to them to water it and put it in a sunny position and make it grow <laughs> maybe even add a little fertilizer dang now you're getting deep yeah yeah you know what i mean like sometimes sometimes you got to you yeah know? yeah it's so, like if you stay on the surface you you won't ever be planted right <laughs> You got to get deep. You got to get deep. If you want to grow. <laughs> so, so would you say that you believe in energy? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I can feel energy. You know, as far, yeah, as far as like religion is concerned, I'm very agnostic about most things, but I can feel energy. I have evidence for that. So, yeah, I believe in energy. Tell me the evidence that you have for energy. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that, I imagine that most people can feel the energy of other people. You know, there's definitely energetic exchange, something that happens deeper than verbal conversation or physical touch. Um, and whether it's like a warm feeling or a gut feeling, I believe that that is all just energy exchange, right? From one person to another, heart to heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That last phase was so serious. Mm. <laughs> heart to heart. So you you said earlier you can feel it when you're teaching, like the energy in the room shifts. Oh, yeah. Like yes. how does that, does it feel more mellow? Like does it feel more energetic? Does it feel like joy? Like it's, it, um, it can feel a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, if there are a lot of people that don't know each other or a lot of people that are new, um, the energy can be very low and feel like reserved almost. And so if that's the case, I will 
say ridiculous jokes. Put on your jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. I will do whatever I can to try and lighten the mood and make people feel a little bit more comfortable so they don't feel so reserved. Um, <clears throat> if the energy is low and people are tired, I'll try and um, energize them a little bit so that, you know, maybe with breath or with, you know, music or something like that to sort of help them re-energize and, and move through that stagnant state wherever they are but yeah it's amazing when you have a full class and everyone is flowing and the music is going and it's really neat to just step back and feel it because it, joy doesn't even describe it fully you know what I mean it's wow. it's a whole gamut of emotions it's amazing and I've been in classes like that where you're like we're a team yeah <laughs> It's like it's like you're doing it on your own, but you feel like you've all accomplished this thing. Yeah. And so it's just like a, a cohort by the end of it. Yeah. And you're, you're just all, like, yeah. yeah, you're all vibrating on the same frequency. Mm -hmm. You're all just like, yeah, in it together. And I mean, it's so funny because before class, people don't talk to each other very much. Right. After class, they talk so much. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's from that exact thing, that connection on their yoga mat. Yeah, after that 75-minute class, I wanted to give people high fives. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I held myself back, but I totally wanted to give high fives. Oh, don't especially hold to, back. Especially to the, to the man that was next to me. He was like, this is my first 75-minute. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it's we, a doozy. we rocked it. Yeah. And the fact that we finished it, yeah. like, holy moly. Yeah, it's a total doozy, that 75-minute one. And that's... I mean, that's on purpose. I do yeah, it that way on purpose. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> at the end, we, re you know, we really slow down and really stretch deep. Mm -hmm. um, I like having those extra 15 minutes to, to play around there. But yeah, you're right. It was a doozy. Yeah. This last Sunday. Yeah. And people, it was so funny because you were, you were talking as the people. Like, is it always this hard? <laughs> I like to do that when you can feel the tension rising in the room. Can we? Um, and then I just try to say what I think the people are thinking. And then we all just start cracking up laughing. Yeah. That's exactly what we're thinking. Right. Like, oh, my God. Does she mean to teach this fast? Yeah. That was one recently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like vinyasa, vinyasa, yeah. vinyasa. We're like, wow. <laughs> okay, hold that thought. I need to bring the people of the weather. <laughs> Good thing. So currently it is 39 degrees outside. And the last time I checked, it said it was sunny. But it's <laughs> not sunny because the sun has gone down. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it might be a couple degrees <laughs> cooler than 39 i'll give it 37 36 and and there was no overcast so i don't think that we're gonna get snow tonight but we might get some in the next couple of days yeah. fingers crossed that it doesn't stick mm. and that it just looks pretty like a big old snow globe <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for people but it's still in the 30s so rock on i'll take 30s over teens any day yeah so how do you protect your energy? Yeah, um, I'm not, how do I protect my energy? So the biggest thing with this is making sure that I feel well um, so that if I happen to find myself around a situation or a person that might be sort of damaging to you know my well-being, that I'm equipped to manage it. So it's all about self-care for me. 
Um, you know, I don't do the thing that, you know, people are like, stay away from people who suck your energy. The vampires. Yeah, I don't do that so much. Um, you stay around the vampires? Well, I mean, I just don't actively avoid people okay. ever. You know, like, you know, um, and no, no judgment for people that do, but like, you know that thing when you're on Facebook and you see a post and someone's like, I just unfriended 150 people, and if you're seeing this, then you made the cut. Like, I, <laughs> I never do that uh -huh. because um, especially, like, when it comes to politics and stuff, like, if I have a differing opinion of someone, if I'm unfriending them, it's almost like I just want to preach to the choir. Like, people, if I believe that what I'm thinking is right, then I want people to hear it no matter what they're thinking. Also, I just don't believe that there are inherently bad people i think that there are people who do bad things but i don't i don't view people that way so um yeah mostly what i do to protect myself is to just keep up on my self-care make sure i get a lot of sun and go to the float tank and meditate and eat well and do lots of yoga that sounds like bliss it is bliss wow <laughs> and then i'm like oh, can we trade spaces like in that movie <laughs> In the movie, you can come manage a clothing spaces. store, and I can come to like do the yoga thing. You should be a yoga teacher, though. Should I? Yeah. Do I have the thing? Yeah. Do I have it? Don't you think? I honestly thought about it, like seriously. Well, you should keep thinking about. I, I know a really great it. teacher. Really? Yeah. I think I might be looking at one. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I fall back in my chair as she says. <laughs> I'm thinking about it because I know that I want to get into Reiki. Oh more. yeah, um, I'm asking for that for Christmas. For my, Reiki my training, my Reiki net level one training. Uh huh. Yeah. My mom doesn't know yet, but oh. she might know now. If she's she might listening. know. Hi mom. Hi mom. I want Reiki <laughs> for Christmas. Um and yeah, and thinking about doing my yoga certification. Cool. Yeah, it's so good. I think that I you'd be great at it. You think so? Yeah, and okay. you definitely have like the connection gift to like, people or to yoga to people mm -hmm. you have the ability to connect with people i can dig that yeah some people have to learn how to do that you don't have to learn how to do that because mm -hmm. you already just have that naturally yeah since i was little yeah thank the lord yeah because consider the alternative <laughs> i'm still a little awkward folks you gotta oh, you gotta it? know that i'm kind of weird <laughs> sometimes i'm like i don't know this is coming out of my mouth <laughs> but like most of the time i'm pretty thoughtful and and know what's going on and you know can yeah. go with the flow and all that jazz see but i'm yeah, just awkward a hundred percent of the Stop. time no not gonna yeah no i am i'm i'm awkward a lot i say weird stuff see See how awkward I just was? <laughs> Space jazz just plays in the background to, yeah. make, to make sure that, like... Space jazz is like, no, you're not awkward. You're doing great. I need to bring space jazz with me everywhere I go. I know. Can, can we talk a little bit about working smart and not working too hard? Yeah. So this is a big deal for me. Um, you know, maybe it's because I'm from... The Midwest. My parents are from Iowa. I was born in Missouri. Um, but we have this whole work ethic thing, right? We have this thing with work ethic. Like the harder you work, the longer the hours that you work, the like more 
reward you get. I don't know, the more glory you get, really. Mm -hmm. You know, we glorify this word busy. Like, how you been? Oh, busy, busy, busy. You know, and then it's like, I don't know if it gives us an excuse to to not be around as much. I, I'm not really sure, but we, we're sort of addicted to being busy. Um, and I realized um, when I was working, you know, 50, 60, 70 hour weeks and um, I was I was getting like this ego boost out of it because I was able to walk around and tell everybody about how busy I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really get anything else out of it. You know, I was kind of miserable. Um, I was not taking care of myself in the way that I am now. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't have anything to show for my 60, 70 hours a week except for, you know, my um, hour sheet, my time sheet mm -hmm. for work. And um, so I quit all that. I literally just was like, no, no, not going to do it anymore. Um, and I adjusted my life so that it would meet my new income, right? So I quit my job and just focused on yoga, which was, as it, I mean, it's never been like a, a you know, a... Lavish. A very lavish, Glam luxurious... Glamorous. Glamorous life. <laughs> um, so I sold my house and moved into an RV. Mm. Um, you know, did that whole tiny living thing. Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> um, and I've been doing that for about 18 months. And um, I'm, I'm going to be moving out of the camper here soon because we're remodeling a cabin. But what I did was I, you know, I adjusted my life to meet my new income. So I adjusted my life needs to make sure I could do what I felt passionately about so that I wouldn't, you know, get to be 75 years old and say, what did I do with my life, you know? Um, and so I think that that's, you know, for me, I don't think that, I think that the 40-hour work week is arbitrary. Um, I think that you can work 40 hours doing something that you love, and even if you don't get paid as well as you might somewhere else, you can switch things up to make it so that it works for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's my thing. If you work and if you work smart, like you said originally, if you work smart, then you don't really have to work that hard. Um, so I'm always constant. I'm constantly talking about the purpose of things. You know, what's the purpose for doing this or that? What's the what's the purpose of warrior two pose? What's the purpose of of saying that certain yoga cue when you're teaching? And if there isn't a purpose for it and you're just doing it so you can tell people how busy you are or you're just doing you're just saying it because you heard another yoga teacher say it and it sounds good, then, you know, in my opinion, you have to stop and, and adjust and and change the way you're doing things because purpose is what it's all about, right? Why do yeah. why do something for no reason? Right. Right. Because know. not only will you lose interest, but you'll burn out. Yeah. And you'll burn out quick quicker mm -hmm. because you're putting energy into something that is like a, a void. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Wowzers. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feeling it. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> would you say that you're an empath? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would say that I'm an empath. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um I think that I used to be, I used to almost take pride in my empathy, my, my ability to empathize. I was almost like, it was like glorifying busy, like glorifying empathy, like no one feels as bad for other people as I do. Mm -hmm. you're, like, you, you're like, no, but it, was it this gut-wrenching? But did you cry? Right. Did you cry multiple times? Right. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
so I yeah, but I definitely I love humans. Like I said, I don't believe that there are bad people. Um, I uh, I empathize with everyone. I'm definitely an empath. Yes, the answer is yes. How do you recharge yourself with being an empath? Um, it's funny because I'm al I'm also pretty social. Um, so sometimes, yeah, I want to be alone, and I can recharge that way with reading or meditating or watching something on TV, watching watching mindless TV even. But a lot of times I get a bigger recharge from being around great people and having a great time. Um, so yeah, I like to be around people. Nice. Mm -hmm. And it's good that you know that about yourself too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like for me, it can go both ways. Yeah. You know, I, I need people, but then I really need my personal space. Yeah. Like to, to for real recharge. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, okay, just me and my cat. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the two of us. We're chilling. And even sometimes he's tripping. So I'm like, it's just me. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur has to take a back seat. Oh, Wilbur. I know, my little buddy. So what do you do creatively? Yeah, when we talked about this the other day, um, creativity. So I don't do art, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't paint. I don't draw. Um, I am inclined musically, but I don't even really play music much anymore. My creativity comes completely from yoga sequences, from teaching yoga classes and leading yoga trainings um, and, you know, coming up with new ways to help people learn. So that's how I get creative. That's pretty good stuff, though. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's pretty good stuff <laughs> because it's like, I mean, you have to think of an idea and then how it's going to come out into the world and become a reality. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm a creative communicator. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and speaking of thoughts to reality, do you believe in visualization? Yeah, absolutely. And do you practice it? Uh-huh. Talk about it. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I'm not... I don't sit around and like, what should I visualize? You know, there's there are people who practice visualization a lot. Like they work on manifesting things and they have vision boards and things like this. I don't I don't do any of that. Um, but I do like when I have an idea or when I have something that I want to do, I definitely like almost immediately think about it all the way through, all the way to the end. Um, exactly how it's going to work, and then I go for it. Like, for example, the yoga studio that I just bought. <laughs> um, anyone who knows me knows that I never wanted to own a yoga studio. You know, mm -hmm. people have been telling me this for years. You should buy a yoga studio. You should open a yoga studio. And I was like, no way, never. I never want to own a yoga studio. And um, I think that, you know, part of that was a story that I was telling myself that I didn't want to. But also... I think that I had a block. I couldn't visualize it because it's too much risk. There are certain things that involve business that I'm just not good at and I'm not interested in. And being an Aquarius, Aquarians, you know, we only do the things that we want to do. Aha. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, I get bored doing the things that I don't like doing. You know, I've been able to work um, uh, at my passion for so long that, you know, I'm just not good at certain things. So, Enter Jen and Emily, my business partners. They took um, yoga teacher training with me this last spring. And um, 
something about them. I don't know. We kind of clicked and I was like, you guys should help me with my business. Emily happens to be an exceptional at marketing and she used to be a professional blogger and she's really great at social media and, um, you know, all of those things that I've just not super skilled at, nor am I super interested in. And Jen, <laughs> Jen has owned a professional um, organizing company for 14 years. So she is, in addition to being incredibly organized, she's also really good at, at just the fine, the, the, the business management pieces, like the fine details um, and, you know, finances and things like that. So she kind of started managing those things. And then I was like, hey, you guys, do you want to, buy the studio it's for sale like all of a sudden the studio the place where the woman said to me you should be a yoga teacher it's in your bones the place where I took yoga teacher training the place where I first worked as a yoga teacher my home studio was for sale and it felt like I really could you know do it all of a sudden I could visualize it you know what I mean with Jen and Emily so we went for it and then like five minutes later we had the key. <laughs> Literally five minutes. It was like five minutes, I think. Yeah. It was so fast. It was because so fast. all three of us, once we decide to do something, we just go in for it. We go in and do it. So yeah. And so far, great job. Thanks. It's really awesome. I love it there. They love it there. It's just the best. I love it there. You love it there. We love it there. Yeah, it's a lovely place. So what is the goal of Muddy Feet Yoga Studio and School? Ooh, so, okay. So um, at the studio, we aim to inspire growth and progress with every single person during every single class. So all three of us as teachers, um, that's our, our main goal with everyone that walks in the door. We connect with them. We push them. We give them a place to be themselves. We give them permission to relax. Um, we hold space for them to relax. And, you know, we, we with all of that, aim for personal growth um, and just, you know, personal betterment. Um, and that happens all the time. It's Jen and Emily are so amazing. We're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No, it that happens all the time. You can see it in people's faces. Um, and then with the yoga school, so um, I believe that yoga teachers have the power to change the world. And I say this all the time, and I know it sounds cheesy, and it's like, who am I in the grand scheme of things? Like, you know, just a yoga teacher trainer just or just a yoga teacher or a yoga, you know, a student um, teacher. Um, but I believe that their openness and their peace and their kindness with that and sharing that, they have the ability to let that ripple out and actually literally change the world. So it's important to think big and that's about as big as I can think. And so that's kind of the, the, what the yoga school does. Um, we open people up, we shake people free of precon preconceived notions. We shake people free of expectations. And, um, then we send them out and they continue to ripple that on outward into the universe that's perfect and <laughs> then and then into the galaxy and then and the into cosmos. the galaxy yeah exactly but i mean but honestly though the cosmos and the universe are listening as above so below so mm -hmm. all the positive work that you're getting will come back to you mm -hmm. in one shape or form yeah so it all it all works for the betterment yeah i just know? want people to be happy and healthy 
Yeah. And that's a really good, important goal, mm-hmm. especially now what's going on with all the politics mm-hmm. and all the jive and the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people need to reconnect to self. Yep. And to be rooted in their own energy. Right. And know how that affects them and how it affects the people around them. Right. And they, yeah, so that they can remember how to be kind. Yeah. And gentle, not just with other people, but also with themselves and other people, you know. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is, I don't even know who says it, but be gentle with yourself. You're a child of the universe. Oh. Right? Yeah. Have you heard that? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Be gentle. That's sweet. And it's true. Uh-huh. Because we're we're all here on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So just tap into that and just go with it. Follow your heart. Follow your passions. Chase happiness. Mm-hmm. And money will come. Right. Basically. Jump and a net will appear. Whoa, we are full of these. I know. Air high five. High five. Yes. <laughs> Where can people find you? So... We are at 1705 First Avenue in Iowa City. It's right by the Red Java House on First Avenue. Um, you can go to our website, which is muddyfeetyoga.com. You can find us find us on Facebook and Insta as Muddy Feet Yoga. And you can send out bat signals. You can, you know, howl to the moon. If you try to find us, chances are you're going to find one of us because we're pretty connected. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Megan, seriously, I'm inspired. I'm going to see you in class more, I promise. Great. I adore you. I adore you. Oh, thanks. And this is genuine. This is real. Like, (laughs) we feel it. This isn't radio baloney. No, no. No baloney here. (laughs) This is all the good, good, true, true. You're the best. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And... Thank you all for listening. That's all the time that we have here with A Moment with Divine. I am your host, Divine Huff, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Divine. That's D-I-V-I-I-N. I did not say E, people. D-I-V-I-I-N. I always love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future shows. And remember, no matter what your goals are in seeking a yoga practice that suits you, your practice is just for you. It's not a competition, though it is definitely transformative. Until next time, this is Divine Huff signing off. 89.7 KRUI.FM, Iowa City Sound Alternative. We will not have a show next Thursday in observance of Thanksgiving, but we will be back the week after for more on spirituality, livelihood, and creativity. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Support for KRUI is brought to you in part by the Englert Theater. The Englert highlights the talents of local performers, artists, ensembles, and also hosts regional, national, and international touring performances. The Englert is located at 221 East Washington Street. For more information, call 319 68